0: The Lord Jesus came to be the bright and morning star in our lives. What does this mean? Encounter Jesus as your bright and morning star personally. Listen to this simple, life-changing and inspiring sermon. The stars have always been a fascination for us, for man. And it's unimaginable how big our universe is and how many stars are actually there. What science tells us, and again, this is only an estimate. That there are about a trillion, at a 10 to the power of 12, galaxies, estimated, and each galaxy having about a trillion stars, so we end up with 10 to the power of 24, a septillion of stars, in our observable. Universe. And Milky Way, that's just the galaxy in which we live. And like that, there are a trillion more. And what we just saw was our nearest neighbor, neighboring galaxy, Andromeda. The sun is just one star in our Milky Way galaxy, just one, among the millions of other stars in our galaxy. And the Sun is actually considered an average-sized yellow dwarf star, meaning it's not really that big compared to all the other stars. But just to give us an understanding of how big this one average-sized yellow dwarf star is, the diameter of the sun is about 1.4 million kilometers. This average-sized yellow dwarf star. 1.4 million kilometers. And again, just to help us understand it, it's about 110 times the diameter of the earth. Which means they tell us one million earths can fit into the sun. Into this one star. Average sized yellow dwarf star. A million Earths can fit into it. The temperature inside the sun can get up to about 15 million degrees Celsius. Can't imagine it. Just a number. 15 million degrees Celsius, This temperature inside the sun. And this sun... Because of the energy that comes to us. From this star. Our nearest star. Life on earth is possible. Plants and animals and humans. Exist. Because of the energy. The light and heat that come from. Our nearest star. And so this is. This universe is so amazing. Blows our mind, so to speak. And yet the Bible tells us that God created everything. He made the stars, Genesis tells us. The heavens, the universe, it says, declares the glory of God. And the stars are an expression of his handiwork. The Bible also says that the invisible attributes of God are revealed to us through His creation. So we can only imagine the reason this universe is so big is God just says, I just want you to know I'm bigger, I'm infinite. And the reason there are so many, there are a septillion or more stars. Is God is saying, look, that's how great my knowledge is. Because the Bible says, he counts all the stars. He knows them all by name. Wow. That's how great, how infinite our God is. He's so big, so powerful. And his knowledge knows no Limits. And I like how Chris Tomlin, the songwriter, tried to capture this in one of his songs. He says, "Indescribable, unex- unex- uncontainable. You place the stars in the sky, and you know them all by name. You are amazing, God. All powerful, untamable. Awestruck, we fall to our knees." As we humbly proclaim. You are amazing God. When we see the stars. And we just say God. You are amazing. Now of course. God has made it very clear for us. In his word. That we are not to worship the stars. or these celestial bodies. We are not to worship them. That's Deuteronomy 4.19. And he also tells us. Not to look to the stars for guidance. So as. Believers, it's absolutely clear. We don't engage in astrology. The stars don't dictate our future. So he made it very clear. Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 2 and 3. He says, you don't learn the ways of the heathen. Don't look to the stars to guide you. You don't do that. Yet, God, because he's sovereign, he can use something that people are looking at. To speak to them. So that's why I think. That while these wise men. Were studying the stars. God said okay I'll use something. That you're looking at. To guide you into my purpose. So he used a star. To guide these. Wise men. To Bethlehem. And to, and to the exact location. Where Jesus was born. He used it. He saw him. But he did tell us, don't look to the stars to get your guidance. I want to make it very clear. The other thing we know about God that the Bible reveals to us is that God uses metaphors. That means he uses images that you and I are are accustomed to from the world he created to tell us something about himself. In other words, he uses our language to speak to us. So that we can understand a little bit about himself. So there are many metaphors in the Bible that God uses or images or pictures from our world to teach us about himself. So for example, you and I may be familiar with these things. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Means I satisfy you. I am the water of life. I can quench your thirst. Jesus said, I am the door. Which means I am the entry point. It also means I am your security. Your protection. He said I am the way. The truth. The life. He said I am the good shepherd. An image or a metaphor from our world. To tell us about himself. He said I am the true wine. Again an image. A metaphor from our world. And last Sunday we looked at. The metaphors of the lion. And the lamp. Just images from our world to tell us something about himself and what is interesting in the Bible is that God has used or uses the metaphor of a star to refer to himself a star Jesus uses the metaphor of a star for himself and that's what we want to meditate on this morning this Christmas day as we celebrate, remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. About 1,500 years before Jesus was even born. Balaam the prophet in Numbers the 24th chapter. The 17th words, he prophesied. And this is what he said. Numbers 24 verse 17. He says, let's read it if you can see it on the screen. Let's read it. I see him but not now. I behold him but not near. Meaning he's saying I'm talking about something way out in the future. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel and the brow of Moab. And destroy all the sons of Tumult. So you're saying. I'm seeing something. But it's way out in the future. It was actually 1500 years ahead. I see him. It's not near. It's not yet. A star. Coming out of Jacob. A scepter. A ruler. A king. Coming out. Who will Destroy his enemies. Who will rule, who will triumph over all his enemies? A star. Speaking of Jesus. 1,500 years before Jesus was born. Then, at the time of his birth, Zechariah again uses the metaphor of a star. He says this in Luke. Chapter 1, verses 78 and 79. Let's read it together out loud. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. That word day spring simply means, it refers to the sun, the a rising sun, a, the rising star. So at the time of Jesus' birth, Zechariah say, the star has come, shining on us. Saying, God has visited us. The star is shining on us. What will happen? He gives us light. He removes darkness from our lives and he guides us in the paths of peace again the metaphor of a star used for jesus and somewhere around 80 90 this was 60 years after the birth of the church the apostle john is uh, on the island of Patmos, he is the last apostle alive and and he is having this amazing encounter with Jesus and and Jesus is revealing to him the things that are yet to come. Talking about the book of Revelation. And then at the end of that book in Revelation 22 and verse 16, this is what Jesus says of himself. And let's read that out loud together. I, Jesus... Have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. Let's read it out loudly. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus says this of himself, his concluding words to John John, I personally have given you this revelation. Who am I? I am. The descendant of David who has been prophesied by all the prophets. I am that. And I also, John, I am the bright and morning star. Again, that metaphor of a star. So let's just dwell on that. The Jesus we celebrate today is the bright and morning star. What does that mean? The bright star. The morning star. What does that mean? And he says, I am the bright and morning star. That means Jesus came to be to each one of us sitting here in this auditorium. And to each one of us listening online, Jesus came to be to you the bright and morning star. He came to be your bright and morning star. He came to be the bright and morning star in your life personally. And what I want for each of us today is to encounter and experience Jesus as the bright and morning star. In our lives. Amen. Now what does it mean? Bright star. It says brightness. He. Fills our life. With the light. That dispels all. Darkness. He is the bright star. That means when he comes in. Darkness doesn't remain, He is the bright star. He's the one who fills our life with the light. Jesus is your bright star. The one who comes in, fills you with light. So much light that all darkness is completely dispelled. And in the Bible, darkness is again a metaphor. To represent anything that is against God. God is light. So darkness is a metaphor. Something you and I understand. To tell us anything that is not light. That is not of God. Whether it is of this world or of the devil. Jesus I am your bright star. I am your sun. When I step in darkness has to leave. Just as the light of the sun gives, the light gives life. That light, the energy of, that, of the sun causes things to thrive, to be fruitful. That's what the light of Jesus does for you and me. He steps in, fills your life and my life with light. So that we can be fruitful, darkness is dispelled. So, He gives light, but He also, the light also means guidance. He leads, like we read in Luke 1, He guides our steps in the paths of peace, into what brings us into peace, what brings us into life. So, the light. Represents him being the bright star. Represent him being your light and your guide. The bright star fills you with light. Fills you with guidance. The bright star. John, as he was writing in John chapter 1. Verse 4 he says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men so in Jesus there is life and when that life comes into you it enlightens you it becomes your light and this light is so powerful he says in the next verse and the light shines, read it out with me the light shines in And the darkness cannot comprehend. I mean, darkness cannot overpower it. This is the bright star. When He shines in your life, there is no darkness that is greater than His light. So, are there areas of darkness in your life? I want you to know the one who's in you, Jesus, He's a bright star. You say he is in me. So darkness you have no right in me. No place in me. No dwelling in me. The bright star is in me. I have his life and his life is my light. And his light shines in darkness. It shines in every area of my life. And it drives darkness out. That's how powerful his light is. Verse 5. And his light shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. Overpower it. Are you with me? And then look verse 9 says. This was the true light. Which gives light to every man. Who comes into the world. That means it in, to you. There is no person sitting inside this auditorium. Who can dare say. Jesus cannot do anything for me. The Bible says he gives light to every man. Every person. There's no one who's watching today who says, "You know, I'm in a place beyond redemption. I'm in a place beyond where God can help me." The Bible says He came to be the true light, who gives light to every person who's in the world. Amen. Jesus also said in John eight and verse twelve, He put it in no, uh, you know, in no questionable terms. He said, "I am." The light of the world. I am this bright star. I am this sun. I am the light of the world. And he who follows me will not walk in darkness. In other words, you will have no lack of this light in your life. You will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. Everything that light does, dispelling darkness, giving you guidance the light of Jesus Christ will do for you. In biblical times especially, the star was a symbol of sovereignty. Kings, empires would use the star to, as, a, as, a, as an emblem to say that they are powerful. That they conquer, they vanquish, they triumph. So the bright star is a symbol saying, he conquers, he vanquishes, he dispels, he triumphs over darkness. What about the morning star? Why did he choose morning star? The bright star. I am the bright and morning star. Why? Why? The morning star, as people understood it, was the star that shone the brightest at dawn. Now, we are mostly used to seeing stars at night. But the morning star was a star that shone brightest as dawn at dawn and announced the beginning of a new day. The beginning of a new day. So when Jesus said I am the morning star saying look I am the beginning of new things in your life. I am the beginning of a new era of a new day of a new time in your life. I am the bright and morning star. Today Jesus is the bright and morning star for each one of us, each one of us is the bright and morning star, that's what he's come to be, he's come to be that bright star and I'm repeating myself so that you get it, uh, he's come to be the bright star so that he dispels all darkness, And he gives you the guidance to lead you and me into the paths of peace. He's come to be the morning star who says, look, the end has come to the old. And I'm the beginning of new things in your life. I'm announcing a new day for you. You go from darkness to light. You go from being under the power of Satan. You come into the kingdom of God. He makes us new creation. He he takes us out of Adam's line. And brings us in as sons and daughters of God. It's the beginning of a new thing. And he is new. He's the morning star even today. He can bring a new thing in your life and mine today. For some of us you say. God I need something new to happen in me today. This has to change. That has to change. Jesus is the morning star. And as we pray this morning, we want that morning star to rise in your life. In that area of your life, in that circumstance, in that situation that he causes an end to the old and the beginning of something new, the morning star. The apostle Peter as he was writing to the believers who had been scattered around Asia Minor during those times of the early church, there was great persecution against those who believed in Jesus, who followed Jesus. And so a number of them had been scattered. And so Peter, the apostle, one of the apostles, he wrote first and second Peter. Mainly to these believers who had been scattered in various parts of Asia Minor, and then he writes in Second Peter one and verse nineteen, he encourages them. He says, "You know, hold on to the Word of God, the written Scriptures." He calls them the prophetic word. This is what he says. He says, we have the prophetic word confirmed. That means we have the written scriptures which are spoken by the prophets. It has been confirmed. It has been established. It has been fulfilled. And so what do you need to do? You need to heed to those scriptures. He says you do well to heed to the scriptures as a light that shines in a dark place. Let's read the rest of that verse. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. says, you know what? We've seen the scriptures fulfilled. The prophetic words fulfilled. So now hold on to the word of God. Until you experience the morning star rising in you. Morning star. What is it? A new day. A new beginning. But what must you and I do? Hold on to that prophetic word. Hold on to the scriptures. Don't give up because you are going through some hard times. Hold on. You do well to heed, to take a hold of the scriptures. Because it's it's light shining in darkness. And when you hold on to the scriptures, what will you experience? You will experience the morning star rising up. In you. In your hearts. Amen. Some of us sitting here. We need to do that. Hold on to that word. Peter says this word is well established. It's confirmed for us. It's not. The stories of some men who sat somewhere and wrote something. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so you can hold on to that word. Because it's a light that shines in darkness. And when you hold on to that word. You will see the morning star rise up. In your life. Amen. In conclusion. In his final message. To the seven churches as Jesus was giving a message to John to deliver to the seven churches in Asia Minor, which today we know as Turkey. And he was giving a message to each of those churches. And to one of, the, one of those churches, Revelation 2, verses 25, 26, and 28, he tells them, he says, hold on to what you have. Hold on to what you have. And to him who overcomes. He says, I will let you rule over the nations. And then he says, in verse 28. And I will, let's read it. And I will give him the morning star. Who is the morning star? Jesus. He says, you know. To this particular church. They were going through some difficulties. In fact, almost all the churches. Those, those days. Were going through a lot of persecution. So he tells the people here. Hold on to what you have. Don't let go. Hold on. And to him who overcomes. That means you go through this. You come out as a winner. Here's your reward. I will give you. The morning star. I will be in your life. This morning star. The star that announces the beginning of a new day. I will be to you. A morning star. Amen. You know. Both science and the Bible agree on one thing. Both science and the Bible agree that there was a beginning. So as science explain to us, this universe is constantly expanding. It's constantly expanding. These trillions of galaxies are moving away from each other at a constant velocity and because it's a constant velocity they recalculate they calculate back and say if it's moving like this if you go back in time it means that at one point all of them were together at one you know as close as possible they tell us it was all of this at one point was And I'm telling you what science says. Don't say pastor preached big bang theory. No. okay. I'm just telling you what scientists say. (laughs) That all of this was all contained. In a space smaller than a grapefruit. That means this huge universe. With trillions of galaxies. Which are constantly moving away. They agree there was a starting, there was a beginning. All of this was together and something happened which they refer to as the big Bang, it's a theory, big Bang, where there was a huge amount of energy that began this, This movement, this displacement of uh, expansion of all that we know today, the galaxies. So they agree, there was a beginning. There had to be a beginning. Scientifically, it had to go back to one point in time. And at that point in time, there was a huge amount of energy. Packed together. Everything was hot and dense. And then. From that point everything began to expand. But there are two things. We can't explain. Science can't explain. Where did all this energy come from? And secondly, it was not just energy. There was a lot of intelligence. Energy can give birth to matter. We know Einstein's theory. But we don't just see matter. We see design. We see intelligence. How come? The earth's formed in the exact location and knew it had to be tilted and rotate around itself and revolve around the sun. Any change in earth's location means you and I will be gone. So precise and like these what scientists call as cosmological constants there are about 30 some of these constants which even if they change A minute detail. Things will be chaotic. So the presupposition is. There was a lot of energy. And there was a lot of intelligence. And we don't know where it came from. But it came from somewhere. You and I know where it came from. The Bible says. In the beginning. Was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. By him. Everything was made. By him. Everything was made. Now somebody says. Pastor. But we have looked into the universe. Didn't find heaven. Didn't find God. We have gone far. Millions of light years away. Can't see heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, the universe is a realm where there is energy and matter. Time exists only in the universe where there is energy and matter. God lives outside of time. So he is outside the observable universe. Amen. All we are able to see and study is confined to this realm of energy, matter, and time. God is outside time. Hello. You can search the universe with your telescope. You can't find somebody who is outside the observable universe. He's outside the realm of energy and matter and time. You can't find him in telescopes. You can send, we can look far. He's the one who created energy, matter, and time. He lives outside the observable universe. But this is so amazing. That doesn't mean God doesn't have matter. It's just a matter that you and I are not used to. It's a matter in which Jesus, after his resurrection, could go to his disciples and say, touch me. I have hands and feet. But yet, this matter can go through walls. This matter can be instantaneously in many places. We probably will study that when we get to heaven. (laughs) But God, Lives outside this realm of energy, matter, and time. And this great God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Not just one, but a septillion of lights. And then he says, I am the bright and morning light. I am the best, the greatest of all the septillions of stars. I am the bright and morning star. That's the Jesus we celebrate today. Amen. Call our worship team up, please. Today, this Christmas day, as we worship Jesus, and again, God had to reveal himself to us in a language we can understand. And the best expression of himself was a human because we were made in his image. And that's why this infinite, incredible, amazing, incomprehensible God Confined himself to a man. 2,000 years ago. Came to save us. And bring us into a relationship with himself. So that you and I. Can become sons and daughters of God. And from our creator who becomes our father. We can receive life, meaning and purpose. And spend the time here on earth. journeying. In his light, walking in his light that will lead us into peace, into parts of peace. And he gives all of us that invitation to receive him into our lives. He came to be the true light to every man in this world. And John writes, he says, As many as who received him, to them. He gives them the power to become the children of God. So this morning, the first thing we want to do is to extend an invitation to every one of us. Those in the auditorium, those watching us live. If you have never received Jesus into your life, he came for you. As we read in Scripture, this was the true light who gives light to every man in this world. So he came for you to be your light. But you need to receive him. He came to forgive our sins because he died for our sins on the cross. He came to make us children of the living God, bring us into that relationship with God. He came to be the true light. That can dispel darkness and guide our steps in our lives. So that's the first thing we're going to pray about. To give an invitation to people who want to receive Jesus today. After that, we're going to partake of the communion together. And that act of communion, I want it to be you and me receiving Jesus as the bright and morning star in our lives and saying Lord there are areas in my life where I want to see darkness dispelled and I want to see a new beginning and through the partaking of the Lord's table I want you to receive I want to invite all of us to receive Jesus becoming the bright and morning star to us personally but first let's pray if there's anyone here in the auditorium or those watching us live, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, I wanna, I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And you can pray that prayer with me in order to receive Jesus, to be your Savior, your Lord. Let's just bow our heads, please. And as you remain seated, If you've never done this before, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, but this morning you say, I want to do that. I want to receive this amazing God who came for me, who spoke my language by becoming a man. He came for me. I want to receive Him into my life. So that my sins could be forgiven and that I could become a child of God if you've never done this before but would like to do it this morning join me pray with me say this please Lord Jesus I believe you came into this world for me I believe you died for my sins that you were buried and you rose up again and you are alive today forgive my sins come into my life be my Lord, be my Savior and help me to follow you and you alone the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyone inside the auditorium, you pray this prayer with me for the very first time. We want to just celebrate with you. So right where you are, as you're seated, just wave your hand at me, anybody. You pray this prayer for the very first time in your life. Just, just raise up your hand. We will celebrate with you. Anybody? Just raise your hand up and God bless you. I see one there. I see another hand at the back. Anyone else? Anyone else? I see a third hand. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. At least three hands. God bless each one of you. Those of you watching online, if you pray the prep for the very first time and if you would like to, you can just type your name in the chat so that everybody else who are online can celebrate with you. We're going to sing a very old chorus. This was written back in the 1800s. It was part of the revivals in, the, in those brush arbor days. In the back in those days, you all remember, right? <laughs> back in those days of the early revivals, they sang this song. We've got a little song. We're going to sing it. And after that, we're going to partake of the communion together. But I want that time of communion to be a time where you say, "Jesus, you are my bright and morning star." Right. So we're not going to take communion just because we have to close the service. they are going to say, "Oh, Jesus, you are my bright and morning star." Right. Let's sing this song together. The worship team will lead us.
1: I have found a friend in Jesus He's everything to me He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul The lily of the valley In Him alone I see I need to cleanse and make me fully whole in sorrow he's my comfort in trouble he's my stay he tells me every care on him to He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. We can stand. All my grief has taken and all my sorrows And Temptation is my strong and mighty time And now he keeps me by his power. i Right from the beginning. One more time. I, I found, found a, friend. a friend. I found, found a, friend. a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Of the lily of the valley, in Him alone. <laughs> in sorrow he's my comfort in trouble So all.
0: bright and morning star we worship you we celebrate you Lord Jesus and Lord we consecrate these earthly elements we have here of wafer of grape juice the Lord in this simple way We could worship you. We could honor you. And we say that we accept you as who you are to our lives. And Lord, this morning, even as we have read in your word that you are the bright and morning star, Lord, as each one of us. Here in the auditorium, many people watching online. As we partake of these elements, Lord Jesus, it's tell us about you, what you've done for us, of the power of your blood, of the covenant you've given us. Lord, be the bright star in each of our lives. Be the morning star for each of us. Father, I pray, that everything that is of darkness be broken and dispelled. Whether it's sickness and disease, torment, oppression, financial bankruptcy, financial problems, whatever tumult, whatever is causing that, today be the scepter. Today be the bright star who rises in our lives. And drives darkness out. Completely God. Because in your light there is life. Lord in your life there is light. And your light. Dispels darkness. Be the morning star Lord Jesus. There are many who need a new beginning. Something new has to happen. The old has to end. Be the morning star in people's lives because that is who you are. You are the bright and morning star. The Lord Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body that's given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together, please. The Lord Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The Bible tells us the blood of Jesus Christ God's Son cleanses us from all sin in him we have redemption through his blood. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony lord we thank you we have victory let's partake of the cup together please Lord, we thank you that you are the bright star shining into each of our lives. And so everything that is of darkness in the name of Jesus, I command it to leave. Everything that is of darkness in the name of Jesus, I command it to leave. Every form of insanity I commanded to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Every evil work I commanded to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the light of Jesus flood every area of our lives dispelling darkness let his light guide each one of us in the paths of life and peace let every confusion of the enemy fall aside powerless let every destruction and disturbance of the enemy fall aside powerless May your steps be guided by His light, leading you into life and peace. May there be new beginnings in our lives because He is our morning star. May there be new beginnings. Because he is our morning star. May there be new beginnings in families, in homes, in marriages, in relationships, in careers, in work life. May there be new beginnings because he is your morning star. And we thank you, Father, for doing this. Thank you. Before we close, I just want to encourage you that if you experience the Lord doing something wonderful in your life, do send us a testimony, an email to testimony at apcw.org and let us know how Jesus has been your bright and morning star. Amen take a moment to do that when you experience the Lord doing something wonderful in your life share that testimony with us and we'll be happy to share that with others without of course giving out personal details we're going to close with a benediction after that we will sing that 1800 old song (laughs) we'll sing that song and dismiss but let's just close together the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God our heavenly father and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit be with each of us always in jesus name amen amen thank you for listening we trust this message was a blessing to you for more free resources including sermon sermon notes publications please visit apcwo.org For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.